What's up, what's up, what's up, Anchor family? It's Dr. D in the house with the Boom Factor. And good morning. Good morning, y'all. It is Wednesday, hump day. I'm getting up about to fix me some breakfast, and I just checked my um, my text, and uh, I got to go to work. See, I, I just can't plan nothing because overall, no matter how, a person try to come at me or treat me or say things towards me and make it feel like that I'm this bad person. At the end of the day, guess what? <laughs> God's still going to open up doors to bless me. And so, I got to go to work. So, that's more overtime. <laughs> and I sure need it about right now. But how y'all doing out there? I was tired. I was going to speak to y'all last night with my voice. My voice was so horrible. It's like, y'all would think, ooh, what is wrong with Dr. D? Why is she sounding like that? Well, I'm dosed enough. I have my emergency. I have my vitamin C. I've been drinking. Um, I've been sucking on my limes. You know, key limes are very good and high in antioxidants. So just by you sucking on it, you know, the juice purely out of the lime, it helps a lot. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, my lemon tea with honey. But this morning, I am fixing me some coffee. And uh, I took, what was that I took? One of those uh, flu tablets, the the Vicks, cold and flu. So I've been blocking myself with that. Now, when I get to work, I wipe everything down. I have my Lysol. After every customer that passed, I wipe down the tables. <laughs> Oh, yes, y'all. I am very, very cautious because I could tell that it was, like, trying to attack me. Trying to attack, get a last shot to my body. Like, one of the customers said, oh, um, I just overcome the flu. You, 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 you think you're going to catch it? Catch it? I said, look, I moved on the side, y'all. I ducked on the side. I said, catch it. I'm going to let that be a foul. I'm not catching no flu. Why would I want to catch the flu? Oh, no, no, no. It's going to be a foul, a strike. It ain't going to hit me, you know. <laughs> and so he started laughing, you know. He said, you is so funny. I'm like, well, why would I want to catch it? And so you see how easy, if we were to take time out and listen to the words that people say and the words that we agree to, you really, really can prohibit a lot of stuff that happened in our lives, man. I mean, like... This listen it. You catching the flu? Oh yeah, I thought I catch the caught I caught the flu. Uh, no, I caught a little touch of the flu. Why would you speak that on yourself? So you mean you tell me somebody have a whole hand full of snot and germs and whatever and they throw it at you, you gonna catch it? No, you gonna get out the way. You don't wanna catch that. <laughs> I know y'all, I know I'm just too much. But hey, I want you to understand. That life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those that love it shall eat the fruit of it. What does that mean? The very words that come out of my mouth, I'm snared by the very words that come out of my mouth. Whatever I say, whatever I say, Dr. D say, whatever I say, that's what will come to pass. Whatever I say that I'm going to do, that's what's going to come to pass. And whatever I allow to come at me and whatever I agree with, with somebody else saying something to me, it will happen to me. You, you, you got to feel what I'm saying? So let's let's go out. You know, yeah, I'm on, on, on the next episode. We're going to stay into this um, 
singing this in the Lord segment, but I want to just add that to it today. To let let our words guide our path, and let the words that come out of our, our mouth be the words of faith, the words of love, the words of peace. You know, the word of God tells us let 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 our words be grace to the hearer. What that mean? When I'm speaking to somebody, let it be uplifting to them. Let it edify them and encourage them. I don't want to speak anything that's going to condemn them or bring them down or, or have them thinking negative things. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out today, internet world, anchor, family, Facebook family, my Redeemed by the Blood ministry family. Let's go out today and make a difference by what words we are speaking in the atmosphere. What words are you saying? Good or bad? Okay? And I'm going to check you guys out on the next feed. Later. What's up? What's up, Inca family? Yes, yes, yes. Stop catching those words. Stop catching the flu. Stop catching Mr. Arthur. Stop catching the diabetes. Stop catching those words, y'all. It don't matter how old you're getting. Just because you get a certain age, you don't have to get the ailments that are coming in the atmosphere. <laughs> Stop catching those words. <laughs> and with that said, y'all here, I'm about to fix me some good little breakfast. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Um, we're going to get on to this, uh, continue on this segment. I believe this is segment eight about singleness in the Lord and how important it is that we be single minded as singles, how we should be. Um, delivered. <coughs> oh, excuse me, y'all. I just had some black pepper. I like my uh, over easy eggs. That's what I medium over. But yeah, it's so important that we become single minded in our mindset in the Lord and be free and be delivered. I was sharing on yesterday how. Uh, our mindsets are developed by different situations, circumstances, our background. Uh, as we growing up, we are built around our upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Different family traditions, right? Okay. Uh, what else uh, is a big factor in just creating a mindset for an individual? Your environment, your school settings, your family settings. Um, I've noticed just for talking with different people and different experiences myself, you guys, that the very thing that we really don't talk about, that's what impact our our lives, our thinking, our beliefs, our structures, our boundaries. You know, if you really sit down and be honest with yourself, this was really going on. Now, all the outer stuff, I call it the surface, the surface show. You know, we portray that we this, we portray that we that. Like myself, you know, a lot of individuals, they really feel that, oh, you know, Dr. D, you really got it going on. You got, you have this, you're doing this, you're trapped, you're doing this. But behind closed doors, y'all, they really don't understand that I'm by myself. Most of the stuff that you see openly, God have 
taught me and I've done by myself. I don't have no big staff, you know. Uh, thank God I was able to hire somebody part-time this year. And it's, you know, and we really won't be able to be grinding like I want to until like after my tax season because I am, uh, I have a job working for another franchise owner, okay. Uh, my my business is my ministry, you know, my missions, you know, entrepreneurship for the youth, summer camps for the summer for the children. My heart is really with the youth, okay. I, I minister and dance all over to different church events, ministry events, you know, from like the summer and the fall. But overall, you guys, behind closed doors, Dr. D is by herself. If, if if it's not for my pastor calling, checking up on me, and my children, nobody don't really call me. Nobody don't really say, how you doing? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Yada, yada. And I'm talking about all these people that know me. Yes. So with that said, a lot of us have grown up with things that have happened to us that a lot of people really don't know about. And so that creates a certain standard or a certain mindset within ourselves. Now that could be good and it could be bad. It depends on our growth in life and our maturity that we have allowed God, if we have uh, any spiritual insight, we have allowed God to come in and correct those things. You know, like I was bullied. Uh, I was raped when I was a young girl. My mama don't even know about that. And if she listened to this iPad, this podcast, now she know. Uh, I was targeted to be very, very, uh, I was bullied a lot. All right, y'all. Yeah, we have to, uh, we have some big things in our world that have created a mindset within ourselves. And, and, I mean, everybody have to be cautious because we let our guard down. And we and the person that we really feel that, oh, you know what? This person ain't going to hurt me. This person is my friend. And we're going to be friends and yada, yada. And then something comes along and boom, shakalaka. What in the world happened? And it just turned your whole world upside down, right? You know, you like get married because of what? If you really sit down and think about it, you guys, if you really sit down and be honest with yourself, that's the first thing. I've noticed with individuals, we are so busy pointing fingers and we're not really being honest with ourselves. Yes, I was in a domestic violence marriage twice. To be honest with you, if I would have known better, I would have did better. You see what I'm saying? If I didn't have the, the stigma in my mindset that back then, when I was a young girl growing up, having children out of wedlock was like the scarlet letter. It, you know, hang to the tree, throw stones at her. You see what I'm saying? So when somebody come along... And they're interested in you, and they say, "Oh my God, I believe you, my wife. I love you. I don't care if you have children. Let's just let's just make this work." 
you know, and they're taking you out. They're showing you all of the, the right things. Come on, as a man is supposed to do towards a woman, what else there is to expect? And I remember something that my grandmother had said before she passed on. She's in heaven now. And this could have been true. It's just that it shows you that if the mindset is not balanced on both sides, when you do come together, that real thing that's hidden on the inside will come to the surface. And so she said, if a man, if any man, a lover woman with children already, that's a real man. Don't take that man for granted. So at that moment, when my children's father came into my life, my, my youngest children, that's how it was. And I was like, whoa, okay. So I didn't look at nothing else. I just looked at the point was he said he wanted me and it didn't even matter if I had my ch other two children. So when after I have grown in the faith and really analyzed a lot of things and all the heartbreak and stuff um, that was going on within myself, I had two confessions I had to repent for. First confession was that I was still in love with somebody else. If, if the truth be told, I was still in love with somebody else and I really didn't get no get got over that person. And secondly, because he said it didn't matter if I had other children and the words from my grandmother, that's the two things that I have moved forward and gave myself a green light. And I really didn't know the spirit of God like I did now, like I do now. I, I, matter of fact, I didn't know God, period, because he was the church man. He took me to church. Come on now. I walked up the aisle and gave my heart to Jesus again in 1988, August 15, 1988. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. My husband brought me to church. So, wow. You got a man that wants you. You got a man that says he loves you. You got a man, you know, and I don't doubt that he don't still love me. You know, just by the little things he say and do. <laughs> However, you still have to know within yourself, is this the person I want to be? Or this is the person I want to become? You understand what I'm saying? Now, because once we had got married, and all kind of things start popping up, I still was willing, I was willing to fight for it. I stayed in it. I prayed for my husband. I did everything that I was supposed to do as a woman. All right, Inca family. So what I was talking about in the previous um, episode about being a, a woman, and not only being a woman, um, in marriage and I had to grow I had to learn how to be a mother I had to learn how to be a wife um, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart in 1979 however I was not developed in the faith because the household did not have the faith of God at that moment um, as of today, I can say that my family loved Jesus Christ as Lord. My children are saved. 
my mother is saved. Now, we all worship in our own unique ways, but I do know for a fact, if anybody died today, we would be able to see each other when it's time for us to cross over. Just put it like that. And I'm still praying that God will keep all of us until the day of his return. And so that's a piece in my heart for that. With that said, back then, as a single person, uh, I'm just trying to make it, y'all. I was working. I was a young girl, just getting out of high school. I went to college for a year. Uh, I was in and out of uh, friendship relationships uh, because I was still in love with my first love. And um, that really hurted me to the core, to the point where... I'm just going to work, 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 work. And I really thought that we was going to get back together. And I'm talking about years and years and years. I mean, this is somebody that you've been with since you was like a Tina Bopper, <laughs> you know, 11 years old, you know, and you, and you still grown. And to this day, off and on, we still say hi to each other, you know, on Facebook. And so that's a good thing. We still friends. Um, and I can tell you this much, this person, out of all the friends that I did have, this person really knew me. This person really seen the ins and outs. This is the person I, I can really trust to talk to my future husband with. And he can lay down the ground rules and say, look, this is my sis, this is my girl, this is the stuff she done been through, bro. Handle her with care. <laughs> You know, so that's good when you have somebody like that, that can, um, that, that really knows you and have seen how, um, the things that you encounter, the, all the bad, the abuse and I mean, all kind of stuff, right? Well, as I got older and like I was sharing with y'all singles, I love the married life and that's why I fought for my marriage and I went in that Bible and I made sure I tried to do everything that the Lord said for a woman to do for her husband. How to respect the husband. How the husband's the head of the house and how the husband this and that. Even because he wasn't all of that. It's like he just turned to Mr. Jack, Jack or Mr. Hyde. It's like, well, who is this person I married? All kind of stuff started popping up. I started finding out information. And, you know, and I said, well, you know what? I'm committed. Let's get through this here. But no. Not on his part. And so that's why it's so important. Men, you have to get delivered from your past. You got to deli get delivered from these women that, that really didn't mean you no good. Because you blocking your blessing. The very person that's in front of you, you having all these judgmental things about this person. And this could be the one for you. But because you have not set yourself free from all the stigma and the... The games that this woman played on you and deceived you and betrayed you and slept around on you and took your money, took your car. I mean, I've heard some stories from some men, y'all. And I'm just sitting here like, well, dang. Well, what about me, Lord? You know, I wouldn't do this to a man. But see, y'all men don't want a woman like me. I don't, I don't I, 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 or maybe I just didn't come across the right one yet, but, um, we have to get our minds delivered. And singleness, uh, Miles Monroe has an awesome, awesome teaching about single-mindedness and how when you single in the Lord, God 
it's powerful that when two people can come together, both of y'all are whole, you complete, and you'll get so much done, not only for the kingdom, but for yourself, and you can be able to enjoy life. Isn't that awesome? Come on, y'all. All right, what's up? I'm going to have to start getting ready for Jill B, and it's raining outside, so I'm going to have to catch my, my private private driver now uh, I won't be catching a limo today <laughs> but uh yeah our mindsets man I've, I've really have seen where uh, it's important like when you when you come out of a relationship single people men and women I, I, I charge you give yourself some time it kind of behooves me when I see Somebody in a relationship, you've been in a relationship maybe three months, six months, maybe a year, two years. You break up and then the next week you're with somebody new. Then you break up and you're with somebody new. Okay, so when are you going to be by yourself? When are you going to allow yourself to heal? When are you going to allow yourself to reevaluate the whole perspective of the relationship? When are you going to see, okay... Not so much as why is the person reject me, but was this the one for me? You see, and I believe if we start taking our time, single people, you know, and God don't want a single forever because he says it's not good that man be alone. And that's for men and women. Okay, but as a woman, we have more at stake for us than a man because see a man can hop from this woman and that woman they don't it ain't nothing i mean they consider as homongers you know they player haters i mean that they still a whore but a man whore but on a woman's side if we go hopping from one man to the next man we call all kind of names and believe me a man just gonna look at you just like that oh bro you can go get that that's easy go get that you know, so you're going to, how do you want to build your relationship, women? And I'm talking about to the young and the old, because they got some old sisters out here. Man, I be hearing some stuff, and I'm like, you nasty. <laughs> and I'm talking about in the church. Sometimes, I, 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 I I'm going to tell y'all, that's why I'm by myself. I, I'm like, I mean, I go out fellowship or whatever, but to have somebody to hang around, man. I be hearing some stuff, y'all, and I think it's really sad. And I believe because of the culture and the way society is, we as as believe. Well, I ain't gonna say believers because if you're a believer in Christ, you're staying on the Word of God. But church folks, you know the way the society is, um, we they have been seduced, and everything is everything. Everybody can be who they want to be. You can act how you want to be. You can be who you want to be. You know what I'm saying? You can change sexes if you want. Hey, be all you can be. Be the way you want to be. You know, that's the motto in this world right now. But we got to go back to the foundation. We got to go back to the to the roadmap. Follow that roadmap. Let the GPS be able to reroute you back on the right course. Come on, Holy Ghost. And as singles, we need that. Single women, single men, we need that. We need to be rerouted in our mindsets, get get delivered from all these past issues, you know, and allow God to circumcise your heart to the point that when that person do come along, you don't have all these 
isms and schisms and do's and don'ts. And it's like, oh my gosh, I got to go through all of this here just to prove myself to you that I'm the one. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that. That's not how Jesus walked. Jesus said, whosoever will let them come. I feel if a man and a woman like each other and want to be with each other, I feel you just come straight out and say, look, you know, I'm interested in you. I want to get to know you. Can we see if we can make see if this is going to happen? Let's pray. You know, if they're they're spiritual, you know, let's value each other's uh, beliefs. Whatever how you guys want to communicate. But at least you can communicate with a free mind. You see what I'm saying? You don't have all this stuff in your mind. See, this is this is what I mean by singleness. I don't mean singleness like, oh, Lord, here she goes. See, she want everybody single like her. No, I want your relationship to work. That's why I stayed single because I want my relationship to work. Because when I do this again, it's to death to us part literate and it ain't going to be about no violence. It's going to be love debt that we really going to love each other and we're going to stay together and committed to one another. That's Praise the Lord. Yes, committed. You have one mind, one goal. You have a purpose now. When you become singleness in the Lord and you allow the deliverance to come forth um, on yesterday episodes, I kind of charge you guys to get a notebook and start You know, even if you're in a relationship now and you want that relationship to make it um, as a single individual, you can start even now, you know, to make sure that, hey, I would not mess up this relationship. Now, I'm going to tell you all right now, we don't have control of another person's mindset. We don't have control of another person's mind. But I do believe this here. If you can sit down and talk with the person and really be honest with them, and let's stop playing these little games, man. Stop trying to make like you really want to be with the person, but in your heart, in your mind, you really don't want to be with the person. Just come straight up and say, you know what? I'm feeling you. I want to be with you. I really want this to work. If you're in ministry together, be upfront and be honest. You know what? Let, let's do this here. I believe that, you know, um, God is really doing something and let's just take one day at a time. But, you know, I'm really, I re- I'm really interested in you. I really like you. I really want to get to know you. You know, don't always be playing these little games. Yeah, I, I see people play games too much in church. It, it really is. And, and at first when I thought about it, I thought that I had, I had a problem. Seriously. And, I, and the Holy Ghost said, no, it's just that your mind is clear. And then when things come at you, you sit there and think about it. And it's because the other person's minds are not clear. He said, and I want you, this is why I have you on this subject. And I was like, well, God, I don't want, I don't want to do anything, spirit, you know, to try to portray anything. And say, no, if you are uh, feeling this in the spirit, I'm telling you to do this here. So this is why I'm doing this, y'all. Because I've seen it time after time after time. You got people thinking certain things, acting a certain way. And if if in their mindset, if you don't do what they think you're supposed to do, and you don't even know nothing about it, oh my God, it's like you 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 in a movie and you're not even in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it is it's called maturity. Sit down and have a adult conversation with the other individual. 
okay? If you feel that this person liking you and being around you and you really don't feel that way towards that person, sit down and let them know. Now, how they take it, you don't have control of that, but at least you're being honest with that person. That, that's all I'm saying. And that's part of single-mindedness. And the only way that you can get to that point, if you take uh, evaluation of your strides so far in life, and, and especially in relationships, and I'm talking about business relationships, I'm talking about friendship relationships, if, if intimate relationships, husband and wife relationship, if you, was in the, if you were married and now you're not, you know, I, I, I met a young person that really didn't understand certain things about being separated and going through a divorce. If you're not with that person after six months, according to IRS, you're single. You're not married anymore, so why are you still carrying the name married, falling single? I mean, married, falling separate. You ain't together, so you're single. That just shows you we still holding on. You know what I'm saying? So we have to allow the Holy Spirit as single people Allow the Holy Ghost to come in your life. Allow God. Take time out with yourself. You know, start, if you have to read, you know, I did a lot of reading. I watched a lot of documentaries. You know, I, I stayed in the Word. I listened to other people's conversations. And then I made an evaluation on myself. I said, you know what? I refuse to be like that. I refuse to act like that. And a lot of things with me, like my daughter was laughing at me. She said, my, no disrespect, but you know what? You kind of naive in a lot of stuff. It's like you a little girl still in some things. And you know what? When I sit down and think about it, you know what? Maybe I am. Because I was raised in a very structured, confined environment growing up. And just think about it. When I did get out on my own, boom, I went right into marriage. So I'm, I'm secluded, right? I'm confined in that situation. And then it didn't act right. And so that's why in 1995, I was in this little rebellious state, you know, it, it, I had built up a name, Ghetto Flat Fabulous, man. Huh, I'll take you down in a second. Get out my way because I'm coming, and I'm coming angry. That's how I was, but God had to help me. And so that's what. All right, y'all. I'm going uh, to, I guess I'm going to really, really wrap this up. Uh, so this, this, this today, in your notebook today, Okay, we were supposed to identify some things, uh, our hurts, the things that happen to us as singles. And if you reevaluate yourself and be honest with yourself, um, you can start talking. And ask God too. Ask God because you know what? He treats us real like onions. The Lord showed me this one time. Um, um, a person was going through something and asked for prayer. And as I was praying, the Lord was showing me this, this individual um, like an onion and you know onions it has skin and as you peel it it's covered with a shell right but once you start peeling that shell away the deeper you get into the seed of that shell it becomes stronger right and it brings tears to you listen to me good well we are like that onion this body is our shell but as life hit us, right, it goes deep, right? And so we we cover our our hurt and our pain and all the negative stuff. We cover that up and it becomes a layer of skin. So as we get older and we and if we never deal with it or nothing ever comes about to touch on it, 
it's still going to be sitting there. And then you notice sometimes some onions, if they sit out or it's just some of those onions, they go bad. You really don't know they're bad until you cut into them and they, they rotten. Well, we don't deal with certain issues just like the onion that get rotten. On the inside, we become hard and bitter and become rotten. And our attitude and our actions spill over on the outside to others. So this is what I'm saying. You have to treat yourself like this onion. And God sees us delicate because he created all of us, right? He created you and I. He know what makes us ticks because he made us. He also has seen the hurt. He's seeing how the enemy just come in through people and through circumstances and through uh, tragedy and through loss. God sees it all. Don't think that he don't see it. He sees it all, y'all. Now, it's up to us to take time out, okay, and have a, a dialogue with God. Talking to God, like I'm talking to you now, you can talk to the Heavenly Father. And the Holy Spirit is right there if you have accepted Jesus Christ in your heart. Jesus himself sent you help. That's the Holy Spirit. He's right there with you. He's right here with me now. He's my friend. That's who I communicate with every day. And I can hear what Jesus and the Father is telling him to tell me. It's not that I'm always talking to God. No, I have the Holy Spirit here to help and guide me. That's what Jesus said. He he said, I must go. It's expedient that I, I got to get back to my house. <laughs> that's, that's my interpretation. Jesus said, I'm out of here. I did what I had to do. I'm out. But I will not leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you some help to sustain yourself, to live in this earth until I come and get you again. Till I return to receive you unto myself. So with that said, we take time out. And that's why it's good. Take some time out for yourself. Go do something. Go take a walk in the park. Go take a trip. Go do something to enjoy yourself as a single person so God can start reconstructing your mindset, heal your hurts, speak to you, and those things that's covered up with the layer of skins like the onion, the Holy Spirit will begin to peel it back. And as he peel it back, you're going to start seeing some stuff. And guess what? Some of the stuff may not be good. And you're going to have to say, yes, Lord. I'm sorry, I acted like that. I repent. Help me. And you know what's so wonderful about Daddy? He does that. He'll come in and he'll hold you. He'll overshadow you with his love. And you'll be able to have joy, unspeakable joy. And that's why the Word of God tells us that he give you peace that's that's past all understanding and it will guard your heart and mind. See, a lot of people don't understand my joy, but my joy comes from the Lord. And no matter what I'm facing, I have unspeakable joy because God has guarded my heart. I have a clear mind. I can focus now and I can help somebody in the midst of my struggle. And that's all God wants us to do today. Be blessed. Okay, this is about four minutes. I think we can cover this. Listen to this, you guys. And it's coming from Uplift Connect. And they have some powerful individuals that are sharing about the power of positive thinking. And I want to just piggyback on what I was talking about earlier. So here it goes. And do you agree with that comment that you attract what you feel? And you attract, you know, not just what you feel. You attract what you feel, what you are, what you attract. 
right. what's yeah, on your mind. Yeah, 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 it's like exactly. the law of physics. I don't know how anybody can disagree with that. It's, 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 ask any physicist, they'll tell you that, that it's true. David Mamet wrote a line in the play Edmund, Every Fear Hides a Wish, which I think is, is, is close to that. I still am very insecure in so many ways, but I wish I could give that gift to all my fans. You have the freedom to pull that superstar out of yourself that you were born to be. We are all born superstars. When, when things are going good and you visualize these good things happening, you visualize more good things happening, that's easy. What's not easy to do is when things are going bad champion conor mcgregor conor you've been dreaming about this moment you've been talking about this moment honestly though does it feel the way you thought it would yeah it does it feels beautiful i dreamt this so much so clearly so precisely and so frequently that it has manifested itself into reality and that's what we uh, that's what i am feeling right now it's it's a dream come true i would visualize things coming to me that i wanted or whatever this was in like 
in the same Come space. Laugh every chance you get. Just bust out laughing. Even if it ain't funny, just laugh. <laughs> See that, y'all? That is so powerful, you know. And I get that a lot. You always laughing. You always. Girl, you ain't going through nothing. You be telling people you ain't going through nothing because ain't nobody be laughing like you be laughing and going through something. Positive thinking. That's the only way to go, y'all. This is Dr. D.